This is an ABC podcast. Hi there, I'm Cal Wilson. Welcome to Tall Tales and True, the best stories from Australia told live. Our next story is from Elise McInerney. It's about fantasy, fairies and how hard it is to say goodbye to a dream. It's a world of glitter and shared secrets. We're having a fairy pen pal gives you schoolyard cred and makes you a messenger to fairyland. And then a holiday turns a little girl's world upside down. Here's Elise on stage in Melbourne. I was seven when I created my masterpiece. What started out as the polystyrene packaging to a dinner set became the wildest imaginings of a fairy palace. I spent hours crafting tiny pieces of furniture, tiny fairy beds, tiny fairy tables, even tiny pieces of fairy cutlery. I went to bed that night with the tired satisfaction of an artist who knew they'd created something very special. The next morning, I ran in to bask in the glory of my creation, and in front of it was a sprinkling of fairy dust and a tiny piece of floral letter-writing paper on which, in tiny, curly, elaborate handwriting, were the words, Dear Princess, is this for us? Oh, wow, said my mum, who'd come in behind me. It looks like the fairies were really, really impressed with what you made for them. And she pulled out my pencils and we wrote a response, welcoming them to their new home. And so began a wonderful friendship. I found out the fairy I was corresponding with was called Candy Tuft, And she and her best friend, Rose, had the very important job of flying around to all the gardens in my neighbourhood, taking care of the fairy babies that lived there. I told her, she told me all about her adventures in fairyland, and I told her all about my adventures in grade two. I told her who my best friend was that week, which boy I decided could be my boyfriend that week, about the fights I was having with some of the girls in my class, and she always was there with some words of support and advice. I'd tell her about times when my dad wouldn't come home and my mum would cry and she'd tell me that she knew with her fairy magic that both of my parents loved me very much and that everything was going to be okay. And having a fairy pen pal gave me massive street cred in the playground. As the chosen one, I would perch myself upon a bench and share all the latest updates from fairyland and I would come home with stacks of drawings and letters from all of my classmates who'd ask me to pass them on to see if they could get a fairy pen pal too. And some kids did, and some kids didn't. And as questions started to circulate and tensions rose, uh, Mr Shorthouse, our grade two teacher, announced that fairies were now officially banned in grade two S. (laughs) And so the fairy craze of St Mary's Primary School died as quickly as it had started, but the craze continued at home. I had pictures of the Candy Tough Fairy all over my walls, and on my eighth birthday, I woke up to find that my polystyrene creation had been replaced with a beautiful fairy lamp that played music when you wound it up. And so I continued correspondence with Candy Tough for quite a while, with differing levels of regularity depending on, you know, the important things that were going on in my life at that time. Uh, And during one of those lulls, my mum and her best friend planned a two-week trip away. And whether it was missing her or some kind of seed of doubt, I thought that would be a really good time uh, to write a letter. And so I wrote my letter and I waited and a night passed and another night. And so I just casually mentioned to my dad that Candy Tough was taking a little longer than usual to reply. And then the next morning, (laughs) next to my fairy lamp was a piece of A4 printer paper. And in blue highlighter, in something that very much resembled my dad's handwriting, 
was a letter from the Fairy King who was just letting me know that Candy Tuft had gotten caught up in a spiderweb recently, but like, it was all going to be fine. She was just going to be out of action uh, until Saturday, which coincidentally was when my mum would be back. And my heart crumbled and I sobbed and I sobbed and my panic-stricken father tried to comfort me, but I just couldn't stop grieving for the magic and the excitement that I'd lost now that I knew that Candy Tuft was just my mum. And so my mum came home and we didn't talk about Candy Tuft, but as the months passed, things got a little more stressful. My parents were fighting a lot more and my dad moved into the spare room and I didn't know how to talk to anyone about it, so I was fighting with all of my friends. And so one night I was sitting on my bed and I looked at my fairy lamp and I thought of something that I could do to make myself feel better. So I wrote a letter and the next morning there was a sprinkling of fairy dust a piece of floral writing paper, and in painstakingly curly handwriting, a letter addressed, Dear Princess. And I knew then that I didn't need fairy magic to know everything was going to be okay when I had a mum who loved me that much. Thank you. (laughs) That was Elise McAnooney telling her story as part of the Moth Story Slam in Melbourne, a live storytelling event and podcast with regular events in Sydney and Melbourne. Thanks for allowing us into your ears and listening to this season of Tall Tales and True. If you like the show, please rate us and write us a review. It helps other people find us who might like or need these stories. The producer of this season of Tall Tales and True is Kate Carrigan. Our executive producer is Ian Walker. The manager of ABC Audio Studios is Kelly Reardon. And I've been your host, Cal Wilson. Thanks so much for listening. I'll miss you.